0: Ladies and gentlemen, how, hi, how are you? Um, I am still the boy, wonderful Ian Wallace. I am joined by your friendly neighborhood, Shelby Croto, and of course, the lovely Jordan Lynn Epperson. And um, this is the Files. We dare to go where no podcasts have gone before, or maybe they have, and we're just saying that to make ourselves sound good. Either way, we're here to do stuff, get some stuff done. Uh, systemic racism in america and um real quick i apologize to the group members and anyone who might have gotten the um topic a little bit confused racism in in america does it exist this wasn't so much just about racism um it was about systemic racism something that can be proven something that does or does not exist in this country um and how we are and are not able to do you know to make the distinction of if, if this is something real or not which is If if anyone's ever listened to this podcast knows that is exactly what we do here, Um, try to prove things to be true or at least question them just to uh, begin a conversation. So if there was any confusion as far as that is concerned, um, we're really glad to kind of clear that up with that statement. So without further to do, ladies, how are we? What's (laughs) up? Right, right. Um, we are back um took a little took, took a couple of weeks to um put this together for some good reasons and some not so good reasons unfortunately um we were actually trying to reach out to some law enforcement um agencies to get an idea of what to do about some of the accusations and some of the issues that we may be having with them um as a whole um as far as this problem in America is concerned. And we were unfortunately not met with a whole lot of, uh, yeah, a whole lot of uh, participation as far as that's concerned, unfortunately. So um, that's one of the reasons why we uh, took a little bit of a hiatus. Also, I think it was just um, time to, you know, actually take time to figure out, you know, how we were going to present this topic and what that means? I mean, it's
1: it's such a heavy topic. I know we definitely wanted to take our time and do it the right way.
0: Exactly, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Like I, that was the whole point to us taking this little hiatus and making sure we, you know, covered all sides and got all the information possible. And I think we do a pretty good job of that on the regular, but I think we just took a little bit of extra care for this one because it's it's you know, like you said, it's it's a very very heavy topic. So um,
2: and it, it's still so prevalent that you know. Any any little thing could change from day to day
0: in mm-hmm. relation to this specific topic. So it has. <laughs> exactly. It actually has, yeah. So um, I agree with that one hundred percent. So welcome back, ladies, and I am I am so looking forward to diving right into this topic with you guys. Um, giveaway. We have an epic giveaway this show. Um. in my travels because we all know I travels travels. um, I travels I do that um you know and I come across these interesting things on my travels and in this particular installment of me coming across interesting things on my travels (laughs) I happen to come across and this is no lie a um, (laughs) an X files the X files agent Mulder action figure
3: it's from Ooh. 20th
0: Century Fox. Yes, this is a 20th Century. I think this is the only ones that, that were made this way. It's not like from like Mattel or NECA toys or anything. This is like a Fox, a 20th Century Fox action figure. And it's um, okay, Agent Norman. Okay, I was to ask if there was like an actual action figure or if it was like the Barbie version. No, Barbie this is, no, this That's is a X-file. 5.75. Barbie. Nope, this is a 5.75. Um, Articulated action figure that comes with props and a stand and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'll put some um, pictures in the group post when the uh, episode airs. But you'll be getting a he with an alien. yeah, he comes with like I don't know if he's an alien or a monster or something, but he comes with he comes with something. And <laughs> That's you're going to so yeah, isn't it? You're going to get an Agent Mulder, and what would Agent Mulder be without an Agent Scully action figure? yes uh, So yeah you get agent scully and Mulder, and again these are 20th century fox um x files action figures also with those two action figures you're going to get um the narrative the narrative of the life of frederick Doug- douglas in american slave um this book was i'm trying to get the uh, pedigree information for it sorry if i have to open up the uh covers here um this edition was published in 2018 by um, Art Turnus Publishing, um, Limited Liability. Um, it doesn't say who the author is. I- I'm guessing this is just a subtext of a book that was written by him. Um, but the typesetting is by Pimless Book Production Limited. So um, you're going to get the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass, an American slave, and you're also going to get um a new york times bestseller by um author angie thomas the hate that you give um i found the book and um i figured it would be an appropriate kind of gift and you know with the quarantine thing and everything that's going on a couple of pages to some of my quarantine nerds i think would be would go a long way so if you are at all interested in some literature and some awesome action figures tune in how you win these things you might wonder we want these things boy wonderful what do we do do we have to, you know, travel off into distant lands with you and search for aliens and Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. But since we don't have the yeah. money for those excursions yet, <laughs> all you have to do is just let us know you listen to the podcast and leave some kind of um, comment on Facebook in the group um, as it relates to the podcast, and we will pick somebody randomly. Just let us know. Shout out to George Brennan real quick and to uh william thomas no not william thomas but it was jason st carriott who won both of the last contests the last two contests we won each one of those gentlemen won one and your um prizes are going to be mailed out so be on the lookout there's going i believe there was an ellen ripley action figure and uh, an alien that came with her and some other awesome stuff that's going to be coming out to you guys so be looking out in the mail for those things congratulations thank you so much for participating and um that does it for our giveaways ladies ladies I got yes. I, we got
1: answers.
0: I got You do have answers. You guys have all of the answers. Hopefully we have answers.
1: All right. of the answers. Sometimes,
0: sometimes we just have group confusion that happens a lot. Like, you know, when we were doing um, UFO sightings, there was some group confusion that went on. But um, we muddled through. I think we did pretty good all in all. Um, but as you know, this is the portion of our show where I usually have some type of question to ask you guys um, in the form of, you know, just wanting to know what – you guys have come across in your research of this topic and how you feel about certain things. So my first question, um, and this is obviously gonna have to do with our sculliometer and our molder meter, our two increments of measurements where we either um, you know, are true believers in something or are a lot more skeptical and need more evidence. Um, and this particular topic, systematic racism in America, is there a system in place specifically geared towards making African-Americans and other ethnicities um, keeping them either in check or contained under adverse conditions? In other words, is there systematic racism and is it geared at some of America's citizens? Do you believe this? Are you Mulder or are you Scully here? I'm gonna kick over to Shelby Croton, and then I'm gonna ask Jordan Epperson the same question. So Shelby?
1: Um, I definitely agree. I definitely think this is an issue that we have in America. Um, I can't remember which era it was. Was it the Roosevelt era? Um, I'm not sure. But I know specifically when uh, how, how do I word it? So after slaves were freed they then had no money and no place to go. So they pretty much devised uh, pretty much poor living environments for African-American people. And now, even to this day, some people struggle to get out of that income bracket because they automatically are like set up with stereotypes and different types of struggles and obviously just plain racism. And it's said that we are in 2020 and it's still a huge issue in America. But I mean, obviously, police brutality is a huge thing, and then obviously uh, when it comes to jobs or employers, there's, like, I've spoken to a few people, and then even if you look up the statistics, that most big corporations are more likely to hire a white man over a black man. And that's just so sickening to hear. Even, like, no matter how many more, like, college credits or how better they are at the job, it just seems that, stereotypically, they'll go towards the white race over the black race when it comes to a particular job.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you are definitely molar here. You are convinced.
1: Definitely.
0: You don't need any (laughs) evidence. You already know.
1: I mean it's pretty easy to find the evidence which is the sad thing like even if you go online or even look at our history like all the evidence is in front of you and i think people Mm -hmm. that turn a blind eye to that evidence and just refuse to to stare facts in the face are just that they're just ignorant towards it and they're just like oh if if i personally don't see it then it's not true
0: (laughs) You'd be amazed at how many people actually have that mentality in this world.
1: It's sad because I've met and even had arguments with people, obviously during this critical time in our history, that people blatantly have said that they personally have not seen racism or experienced it themselves. So therefore it does not exist. And I'm like, Well, obviously, you yourself as... I've never
0: personally been struck by lightning, but I'm not going to go outside in a thunderstorm with a metal pole, you know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. I'm (laughs) like, just because it personally has not happened to you doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Like, it it just blows my mind that people have that type of mentality.
0: Yeah, some do. Jordan, are you Molder or Scully here? And if you are, why?
2: Um... I'm I'm going to be molder on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I don't necessarily know if it's one system that is, you know, holding back these groups of people, but there are at least certain systems that are holding back these groups of people. Um, kind of like Shelby was saying, they did a study at some university that basically showed that employers were more likely to call candidates that had white-sounding names for interviews than Mm -hmm. to call people that had more ethnic-sounding names. Um, and it actually led to a lot of people, um, purposely choosing names for their kids that sounded more Caucasian. Um, Just so that you know, their their child would have a better future chance of getting accepted into a university or getting a better job, and that's—I mean—that alone is really sad that you have to base your your decision on a name. Hmm. And even here, if you if you've seen in the news, there have been tons of issues around Richmond with um, the Civil War statues getting removed. And a bunch of people don't understand that these Civil War statues, these aren't old, old statues. These are statues that were put up in the 60s and 70s as part of Jim Crow, basically to show that, okay, yes, by the law, we technically have to, you know, accept you as part of the community, But us as individuals, we are not going to accept you as part of the community. And some of these statues were put in specific neighborhoods to keep um, people of color from moving in. And they're still present. And a lot of people are like, well, it's history. And it's like, no, this this isn't about history. These statues were purposefully put in in the 60s and 70s to make these people feel like crap. Right. And not not to not to teach you anything.
4: Right.
2: And mind you, there are tons of civil war battlefields around here. So you know it would make sense to put these statues near these battlefields, but that's not where these statues are. They're put in like communities, um, you know, courthouses, uh, in the middle of town squares, places that have no No significance to the Civil War itself. Um, and I mean, I've mentioned it before, I think, uh, most of, most of my family is white, but not all of it. And back in the 70s, my uncle, um, lived in Alabama, and he, uh, he was trying to marry his wife and they've been, they've been married all this time since the early seventies and she is a black woman. Well, in Alabama, they did not want to let them get married. Mm. And my grandmother actually had to go and petition the court to let them get married because they did not want to let them get married. And we're not talking like a religious ceremony. We're talking about like the justice of a peace courthouse, Ceremony, they would not let them have. Wow! Just, just because they were two different
4: races,
2: (laughs) and anybody who ever met my grandmother, bless her heart, she was one of those people that um, she, she would, she would talk until you, you agreed.
0: (laughs) 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 And so she went and petitioned the court to let them get
2: married, and. Eventually they were just like, Okay, we give up, they can get married, whatever, fine, <laughs> just leave. Wow. And so, so they were able to get married, but I mean
0: All of that though, you know?
2: Yeah. Wow. Just because just because two people loved each other enough that they wanted to get married in the seventies and they didn't they didn't match. Like, like they're paint chips. Yeah. And not people, not people with feelings and emotions and, and lives.
0: And you know what? I think that's, that speaks a lot for the mentality of it. I think that that's pretty much the way that it's looked at, unfortunately. Um, oh, sad. But, um, thank you. Thank you for both for, um, delving into that question. Uh, for me personally, uh, <laughs> I think that I could, um, readily agree with the fact that I I personally do believe that there is systemic racism in this country. I think that it is a prevalent and very relevant thing. Today has been for hundreds of years. I think it was implemented to be that way specifically um, and by design. And um, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is a real thing and that it exists. Um, so I am 100% mold, um, sc- uh, Molder here. I'm a true believer. And um, I'm definitely checking off in the Molder meter for this particular question. Um, my next question, because you know I always have more than one. Wouldn't be fun with just one. Police officers. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. It's one of my favorite songs by KRS-One. <laughs> um police officers enemy of my friend are they the problem what can be done to fix it are the police because um shelby um kind of touched on police brutality and i believe that that is it's it's kind of oh man it's such a uh a tricky topic because not and not all instances do I believe police brutality and racism go hand in hand um I just don't I think that there are a lot of other issues as far as this topic is concerned but I'm kicking this question over to you ladies what do you think the police are they the problem if they are give me a give me a way give me something ladies what can we do to you know try to remedy this or fix this something that we can do to maybe make this situation change some I mean people are dying. Um, and that's not good. So, you know, what do you guys think? Um, are the police the problem? And if they are, what can we do to fix it? it is basically My perspective is that
2: not all police
0: are bad. Okay. But, but that, yes,
2: we do absolutely have a problem. And it needs to be addressed, whether it be through longer training or through opening up more um, community services. Um, hiring more social workers, stuff like that, or if it's, you know, more body cameras, stuff stuff that'll hold them accountable, um, doing away with red flag law, stuff like that. Right. Um, Some of that stuff, I think, is definitely dependent on where you're located.
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Definitely the
2: problem
1: with body cameras is that there was photo and video evidence, especially during the protests that were going on, where there was police officers taping over their body cams. So it's like, Uh, it's not even the fact that we need more body cams. It's the fact that police officers aren't being held accountable for their
0: actions. Okay, that's actually an interesting point. We're going to have to... Well, um... Well, Shelby, why don't you why don't you chime in? What do you what do you what's your overall thoughts? Uh, police officers? Are they the enemy? Give me, a, ooh, give me something.
1: How I we- have so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Shelby's wearing her NWA t-shirt today, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, Shelby, let them have it. Go ahead. Go in.
1: Okay. So obviously the acronym floating around right now is ACAB which it stands for all cops are bastards. Right. So, obviously, we're not saying every single cop is bad, but it's the system itself that is bastardized. So all mm-hmm. the cops are part of this corrupt system. That Ooh, is why I like saying,
0: that. I think I'm going to use that. I'm- so
1: that's why we are saying all cops are bastards. It's not saying each individual person is bad. It's the system itself is bastardized bastardizing them so they're swearing into a corrupt system
0: right so it doesn't matter really how good the officer is and and, and like Jordan said and we agree there isn't there, there can't be all bad people in the police departments but that's I mean
1: and obviously oh there's God, there there's cop unions as well so just
0: for holding others accountable right oh yeah like, or, or silenced in other ways there's been
1: so I mean there's so, yeah. There's cop unions and stuff, which it has been proven that obviously a police officer does something that's unlawful. His police buddies will go ahead and come up with an alibi for him just so he doesn't lose his job and stuff. So, say a police officer kills someone or rapes someone, their police buddies will be like, oh, nah, he was here uh, playing pool with us all night. Right. Like, knowing that this police officer has done wrong. And, I mean, it's the same thing with the military. So you are swearing into a system, and whether you agree with some of the things or not, you have to follow those orders. Mm. So even if it's something you don't agree with, you still have to follow it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: otherwise, you can lose your...
0: You know, what's good for the gang members is good for the police. You're guilty by association.
1: Like, even if you disagree with it, you still have to follow it. Right. And even if you don't, you could lose your job. And obviously if you're a police officer and you get fired from that, they will flag you for trying to get other jobs as well. So it essentially could ruin your entire life. And it's the same thing with the military. If you get dishonorably discharged for not following a direct order, you will then, every time you try to submit a resume, you right. are flagged in that sort of system that shows, Hey, You were dishonorably charged from the military. Obviously, they're like, oh, I don't want to hire someone because of that certain reason.
2: Right. So
1: you're essentially walking on nails Mm. in this system. And, I mean, so my my brother, for instance, he's a part of law enforcement. like, uh, Like, that's what he wants to do. And right now he's like, I don't even know if I want to swear in or go for it just because of all the corrupt things that are going on me personally i think that police officers or law enforcement that have sworn in like and are supposed to be be protecting the law they should be held accountable and punished worse than regular civilians Mm. and first they should go through more training Because most police officers, they barely have to go through any training before they become police officers. So that's why you're getting a lot of these bad apples, because they're not going through a more rigorous training. I'm like, I I think it's what, only like a three, maybe four-month program that they even have to go through? I'm like, they obviously should have some sort of law enforcement degree, If not a degree, then some sort of like certificates. They should be doing like mental health exams. Like they should be going through so much more. And I'm like, especially police officers that are kill people, rape people, or do anything that is breaking the law. I personally think they should be held more accountable. They should be punished more fiercely because they know what they did was wrong. They're sworn to protect that law. And how do they expect? civilians to follow this law if they can't even follow it themselves.
0: Mm. Powerful. Very powerful. Thank you for that. Um, thank you both. Um, and I'm sorry that I'm so uh, flabbergasted here, but this this topic in a whole for me personally, um, not just from being an African-American male, but um, my personal um, experiences with law enforcement and racism and all those things i'm I'm doing the best that i can to remain mentally biased um while reporting and informing and trying to educate about this because it is it's so easy for me like i'm listening to shelby and like i can <laughs> like the tension in my <laughs> shoulders like and i'm like i'm just listening to what you're saying and it just it's so personal you know it is so personal for me and i'm trying to you know do the best i can to remain uh even keel here so if i if i seem a little off kilter while we're discussing this just know that that's it and i apologize but um
1: i mean it's like we said before it's such a
2: heavy topic
0: It really really is but like it but from my perspective it's a little bit different because
2: oh for sure
0: yeah it's like it's like it's just surreal it's very surreal so i'm a woosah right quick and uh <laughs> jump right <laughs> back too. but um all right so for me hell yes the police are a big part of the problem um the biggest part of the problem and I I couldn't I've never heard that term or that way of presenting that problem and it's just it's not only um, genius but it's 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 so so perfect and. You're right. It is a corrupt and bastardized system that teaches you to do things in a way that results in these deaths, in these, in these, in these happenings. Like it is, if There's a direct line from what you're taught as a police officer or trained to do to someone getting choked to death in the middle of the street. There's a literal straight line. Now, I'm not talking about your machete-wielding maniac and it's you or him and one of you's got to go. Um, you know, completely, completely different um, set of circumstances, but a, a handcuffed, subdued, face down on the ground, a human being that cannot possibly hurt you. What what reason is that there for this person to die? Like I, that is such a, it's such a leap. You know, I'm not talking about your occasional, your smart mouth off to the wrong officer, and he pops you one in your face or something like that. I'm not talking, which is wrong, but it's a is a lot more understandable. You know what I mean? I, I get that. I understand. In the heat of the moment, you know, you they, you know, you got you get a little too rough, just like with sports or something. You do things you're not supposed to do. There's you know, you're not you get fined or you get fired for doing the wrong thing or something that. But this is people are are dying, being murdered. In the city streets of of of, of a free regime in a free country, and nothing, very little to nothing, is being done about it. And I can't, I, I can't personally wrap my head around this. You know what I mean? Like, as a, as a human being, as a citizen of this country, like it's really hard for me to like say, "Oh well, you know, there's a way to make sense of this. There's a way to rationalize this. There's a way <laughs> to explain this." Um, because there just isn't.
1: So, definitely something I want to throw out there is some of the statistics. Okay. I found. So, I mean, definitely some people are like, oh, but you can't prove that. Uh, no, it's literally right here on, like, any police mapping website. So, just in 2019 alone, the police killed 1,100 people.
2: Jesus
1: and a part of those people, black people were 24% of that, despite them only being 13% of our population. Oh my God. And black people are three times more likely to be killed by police than any other race. And they are 1.3 times more likely to be unarmed compared to white people. And they are six times more likely to be killed by police in Oklahoma than in Georgia.
0: Jesus Christ,
2: six and times. So six times, so and also out of
0: twelve black people. Six of them can die in Oklahoma versus being in Georgia.
1: By the yes, and eight of the hundred largest cities in the U.S. Their rate for killing black men is higher than the national U.S. murder rate. So in Reno, Oklahoma City, Santa Ana anaheim st louis city scottsdale all of them their rate for killing black men is higher than our u.s murder rate
0: so wait a minute wait a minute so like i'm asking a question here um mm -hmm. like okay new york was the murder capital of the world they had like 300 and something homicides that summer like Mm -hmm. you're saying the national number of just one of these cities is higher than the entire country's murder rate?
1: The U.S. murder rate in eight of our largest cities, eight out of a 100 of them, their murder rate for killing black men is higher than our U.S. average.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Like, that to me, I can't even wrap my head around that.
0: I'm sitting here, like, trying to do the math. I can't even, like... I'm not really good at math, first of all. I'm not, like, just... (laughs) <laughs> i'm not just taking it back i suck at math <laughs> so i'm sitting here trying to do the numbers but it's like
1: that wow. is an outrageous it is it's, outrageous it's astronomical statistic.
0: unless my math is just proven to suck as much as it really does i'm getting and that's what wow.
1: and that's why i'm like i i get so heated when people are like oh no like that's not true or like try to bring up like Oh, what about, like, these white people being killed? And I'm like, just look up the statistics. Like, the numbers will literally blow your mind. If you say there is not a problem in the U.S., what are these numbers? What are these facts I am putting out there? Like, these aren't random numbers I'm pulling from my head.
0: Right. It is, like,
1: like, facts that is, like,
0: just, like, anything else.
2: Then you look at other countries that have like, longer police training and all of that, and it's
0: like, mm-hmm. oh, Denmark only killed eight
2: people since 2002. And it's like. Exactly. Wow. What
1: the hell
0: are we doing? Eight <laughs> people since 2002?
1: Yes. And just in 2019, our police killed 1,100 people. More
0: police training. All right. You know what? Hold on. That's it. We're moving to Denmark.
1: <laughs> we're going to something
0: areas, no like lot. we but overall i have to say and i think we're all kind of just so, so, you know have we have a lot of solidarity as far as this part of it's concerned i think that this is pretty much um how we'll wrap this this question up training these people are not being screened enough they are not being looked at closely enough they are not being trained well enough you're giving them too much power you are giving them too much leeway to do too many things without making sure that these are good people first um okay so my last question before we get ready to wrap up and go to break um have you ever directly encountered racism or hate based on your ethnicity, religion, or skin color? Now, ladies, (laughs) ladies, um, this particular question is not so much about racism in America, but I'm trying to channel that feeling of, of being discriminated against for some reason. And with you guys being women, I'm sure that there's at least one time you can remember where someone treated you indifferently just because of who you are. And I kind of just wanted to, to, to delve into that real quick and um, get just one experience from you both where that happened and how it made you feel. If that's okay, if it's um, something you don't want to discuss, that's perfectly fine as well. I know how um, hurtful those things can be as you know, but that's my question. Have you ever encountered any type of uh, racism, be it for your religion, your ethnicity, your sex? Uh, the shirt you had on that day, whatever you know, who you were in a late relationship with, have you directly ever encountered it? Um, Shelby, like start. I mean, I'm
1: I'm gonna put my own personal story out there. I mean, I was assaulted in the military, and when I had reported it and it had like went up the chain of command and everything, I was the one that was seen as the perpetrator. They because ended were, up
0: because you were a I. And- Okay. All of
1: my NCOs turned against me. They said I was trying oh to ruin this God. man's career.
0: God.
1: Yeah, they told me I was trying to ruin this man's God. career. They moved <laughs> me. Oh no, yeah
0: we have none of that. And that's oh. you know what? And that's the overall aesthetic. Is that mm-hmm. anyone who, like you, standing up for yourself or anyone who would do mm-hmm. that is automatically, you know, treated as if you know mm-hmm. they're
3: the bad guy.
1: Yeah, it it's sad because like being reported and then literally everyone that i thought was supposed to be on my side all took his side and said i was just trying to ruin his career right. they moved me they made me switch like stations or whatever they made me switch companies they it took them over a month to even move him out of the same barracks as me wow like i and when finally my case had went through all that happened to him was he lost one paycheck and got 1 month of extra duty. Oh my god. And I'm like is is that for all assault. that it for, yes, for an assault. And I'm just like is that all it's worth?
0: So okay, and, so so how did how did that make you feel? Like and I'm and I I'm, when I ask you that I mean like knowing that just because you're a woman like you like if you mm-hmm. were a man, you would not have went through this?
1: Like it it's sad because like obviously through my time I had met so many other females cuz at first I thought it was just me. I thought, like you said, it was an isolated like thing, but obviously going through different groups, I met so many females, not just the army, the marines, the Coast Guard. Wow. So many females that went through the same exact thing and got zero justice. Wow. Like I even met a woman that had so that, DNA. How did, so
0: how did that make you feel? I mean, you're already humiliated, yeah. you've already, you know, been treated badly. How did, how did it make you feel to know that there were other people that were going through this as well?
1: I'm like, before I had met other people, I felt like absolute garbage. Like, it obviously, like, I was scarred. I was traumatized from this. Um, I had suicidal thoughts and attempts. Like, it it just completely broke
0: me. That's a lot.
1: It's a lot. And then obviously finding other females that are going through this too, it then turned into rage i'm like <laughs> that's why like, i
0: asked you it's and, and, and i'm yeah. glad you answered that way because um i asked you that question because that explains a lot and um and i know the topic that we're talking about is systemic racism in america but mm-hmm. I, I drew these lines and asked these questions for that specific reason yeah trying to invoke uh, a train of thought when it comes to mm-hmm. this um overall topic and I'm, I'm trying to make those parallels kind of sync up and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys can see how being treated indifferently when you're treated that way and then you're um you know you go through what you go through as a result to being treated that way and then you realize that you're not the only person the minute mm-hmm. that you realize you're not the only because per- there's i mean and unfortunately for uh, people and especially people like us like strong intelligent people Uh, We get used to anything. We can deal with almost anything. We can bounce back from almost anything. We are resilient to a ridiculous degree. And sometimes that can be uh, uh, just as much of a curse as it can be a gift. But that same resilience, that same ability to be able to endure, how it changed from this kind of docile, this accepting that it was fucked up and that you had to deal with it. And, you know, these bad feelings that you were feeling from that to rage, you know what i'm saying like in that mm-hmm. instance where you realize like this is happening to other people and it pisses you off to the point of action or to do something or to try to do something and and i'm glad you answered it that way thank you very much for mm-hmm. sharing that and um giving us that information um jordan did you want to did you want to give us your your direct encounter sure. and or result of being treated indifferently
2: uh- Well, I've actually got two. One is actually racism Um, and the other is sexism. Um, You hear a lot of, uh, especially white men right now, that keep addressing the fact that white people don't need to be afraid when police pull them over. And unfortunately, that isn't true. Perhaps, perhaps white men don't need to be as afraid, but women of all colors still have to be very wary of when police pull them over, especially if they're somewhere that's secluded or it's dark. Um, I mean, there have been any number of cases where police have pulled over a woman or somebody pretending to be police pulled over a woman and then proceed to attack her. Mm. Um, I mean, we even had... One woman in the last few years that she was told over and the police officer um, tried to get her to kiss him, and when she refused, and this was this was a black woman, so we've heard more about her actually recently than we did when it actually happened. Um, the police shot her and killed her. Oh wow! All because all because she refused to kiss him. Um, and I mean, being that I'm in a fairly rural area, a lot of men still believe that, you know, women are second class citizens around here. Um, And there have been any number of times that my husband, bless his heart, has been told that he needs to get me under control Mm. because, because I have expressed an opinion and they don't like it. Um, And my husband he does not go for that. Um, he, he does not like double standards at all. He grew up with a lot of double standards. And so people tell him that, and he's like, mm, you know what? I don't think I will because I like her just the way she is, and you can deal with it or get out of my face. I
0: know that's true. And,
2: nice. and they're like, and maybe if you actually did as much research about the topic that you are vilifying her for believing in as she has done, you might feel
0: differently as well. So mm.
2: how about you go home and you do your research and if you still feel the same way about it, then come talk
0: to me. So so Jethro walks up to your husband and says, You better get your laugh under control. And um like this is what this is really a conversation he's having with this grown ass man, like about his wife? Yeah, these are conversations he's wow. had at work. Like, I'm sorry, I'm and yeah, I'm not married work. personally, but <laughs> Like if I'm if I'm work if I'm working and I don't care if we're on a lunch break, I don't I don't give a good damn where we are. If you walk up to me and have anything to say about my wife that isn't she's a lovely, beautiful person, um, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> and, and he's been, he's been told he's been told by several of his family members that he needs to divorce me. Just because you have an opinion. Because I
2: have an opinion and because um, I don't let them so
0: how does that make you feel? How does that make you? And I'm not and I'm not talking about like their uh, their opinion, but how does that make you feel like damn, just because so if you were a man like these people wouldn't be saying this about you.
2: I would assume not. Well, okay,
0: but how, so how does that make you feel? Does,
2: according according to them because he is my husband, he is supposed to be in control of me and i should not be in control of my own
0: person now that's interesting perception. now mm-hmm. that's that's interesting that's actually more hitting it on the head how does that make you feel the fact that someone actually thinks that about like here you are you know jordan Lynn everson uh ridic- remarkably intelligent um has has a lot to say about a lot of things um very tactile with the way you plan things i mean just if I had a Starship Enterprise, you would definitely be one in, in one of the first three seats. That is without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like, just, and this is just off of your personality from what I know of you. And all of this you have about yourself and here's some, some person, if you can quantify them as this, um, just deciding that you shouldn't have any of that and that you should be this, like, automaton who's just there to make babies and cook. Like, how does that make you feel?
2: Well, it's kind of like uh, the perspective that you know, a take control man is labeled as a leader, whereas a take control woman is usually labeled as a bitch. Okay. Um, and I I have worked very hard to have the um outspokenness that I do at this point in my life. Um, and you know, it's, it's really crappy that, you know, people see that and they're like, oh, you need to go back to just being quiet.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> but,
2: but at the same time, it's one of those things where I see, I hear them saying this and I see it and I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing something. I'm bettering myself. I'm actually making myself a better person and growing from what I used to be. Because I used to be, I was, I was labeled the queen of pushovers at one point in time. And it was, you know, one of those things where somebody would say something and I would just back off and, you know, be quiet. And at this point in time, I'm like, you know, screw it. If, if this is going to change your opinion of me and you're not going to want to be friends with me, I'm not really sure if I want to be friends with you in the
0: first place. So here you are. So here you are. You, you, you know, you've made these changes about yourself and you, and you've become a lot more assertive, um, gain the strength, gain the sense of self, become this great person. And just because your are plumbing is, um, you know, one more, one way than the other. You're a woman and not a man. Um, none of that should be taken into account just because of the fact that you're a woman for no other reason. Just that.
2: Wow. I mean, I, if you disagree with me, then fine. Disagree with
0: me. No, I I'm just like, yeah, I I'm just perplexed. I have a like a discussion
2: with somebody if right, they disagree with me. Right. But to, but to have them disagree with me and then go tell my husband, you need to get your wife under control. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm, you know, cattle
0: or <laughs> Right. Like, like some, <laughs> kind of, some kind of domesticated animal. Wow. And I, I just, that, and my heart goes out to you. Like, I mean, obviously I'm not a woman, so I've I never experienced that particular brand of um racism but or classism Uh, or sexism but um but uh it's just it's disheartening to think that people actually think like that so it's just i can imagine um how hurtful that must have been and again i asked these questions because i wanted to draw those i wasn't just like tugging at heartstrings here i was literally just asking these questions because i wanted to draw these parallels between that feeling because um I have a theory and I've been kind of invoking this theory through this, through our conversation that human beings are all essentially the same sex, race, whatever. We are all essentially the same. And at some point we can all relate on a topic in some way, somehow Um, sharing our traumas, sharing our experiences, sharing our um, intelligence and giving that to each other in a way and trying to connect. And I just proved that we can do that because um, I obviously have, encountered racism and different ways of being treated indifferently because of who I am and knowing that fact and knowing that both of you have and here we are Um, real quick Jordan what's your um, ethnicity uh, my ethnicity well
2: alright so as, as you've seen from my picture I, I you know this white
0: blonde blue eyes you know mm mm-hmm. Um, no, but I mean your specific the, the, ethnicity.
2: Oh, my ethnicity? Right. Wait. What am I? Yeah. Um, I am white and very diluted uh, Cherokee.
0: Okay, Shelby, how about you?
1: I am white and even more pasty white.
0: all right so we're just we're just gonna i I don't know if that i don't know how high that is up on the caucasian checklist but we're just gonna we're just gonna mark you off as very caucasian okay
1: very caucasian like pasty white skin i i burn in the sun
0: (laughs) oh my god um um, the reason why i said this is because here you have and obviously i'm of african-american and um native american descent Um, and a little bit of Portuguese thrown in there for good measure. Um, But we're all from different backgrounds. We're all from different ethnicities. But we were all able to connect to a feeling in a way on a topic that is very closely related. And that's proof. That's my proof right there that it can be done. Um, It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what sex you are. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're from. There is a way to connect basically on a level with a person who's completely different from you. Um, knowing that fact, and I think that this is a really good way to go in the break. But um, knowing that fact is something we all have to face the reality of, and is something we all have to become responsible for. Period. Period. Like that is it. Um, there's no amount of picketing and rioting and uh, police brutality, or there's not the only thing that's going to change that problem is that one fact that I just got done proving. If you can connect to another human being on some basic level, you can find the humanity in yourself not to choke them out in the middle of the street or to shoot them in the back or to, to to beat them while they're uh, already, uh, you know, contained um, or, or just to hate them because of who or what they are. And there is a way to connect with other people. I just proved it right here on air. You're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> so, so that's it. We're done. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's go home. No. Yep. K. Bye. I just I just fixed racism. I just fixed race. No. Um. In all seriousness, um, it is it is a fact. So check it out and um, try it. Maybe it'll lead to less people dying. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let that um, lead us into break. And we're going to have a couple of words from our sponsors. And when we get back, we are going to get in targets, of targets topics, and discussions from systematic racism in America. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we learned. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we have gained from this topic. So stay tuned. Um, we're going to be giving a shout-out to Mythical Meats. We are going to be giving a shout-out to um, Epic Airways, our new home. Um, of course, oh, as always, we're gonna be giving a shout out to um, the Dorkening Network and um, to all of our online online social media family, especially our guys over um, at Retro Redoctopus and um, On Thursday, and um, that fantastic podcast and um, Epic Tales. Um, so, lots of lots of commercial break stuff for you guys. Some good goodies in the middle of all of that as well. We'll be right back.
3: Greetings! We are the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap, like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at RetroDocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week Like me Worry not, gentle listener Next week we'll have a whole new host Of problems Hey, they might still suck but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retro RetroReductifus is part of the Dorkening and Ineviar podcast networks with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. No, this is not Welcome Back, Carter. This is the Amalga Files, where I, the mighty and wonderful, boy wonderful, Ian Wallace, am here to kick knowledge with my cohorts in podcasting, the friendly neighborhood Shelby Croto and the lovely Jordan Lynn Epperson. We are the files. We bring you topics. We research them for you. Go through painstakingly adverse and harsh conditions to bring you information to help learn in your brain and make you learn stuff. And um, hopefully be better people. So that's what we do. Because the more you know. Exactly. <laughs> and, and knowing is half the battle. That's like two pop culture references in like 3.5 seconds. That has got to be <laughs> That's a record, <laughs> new records, we just nailed it. That's why we are awesome, shall we no, but um, yes. all cases, um <laughs> our topic, this show um systematic racism in America is it a thing, or is it made up? Is it all in our heads? Um, uh, we are here to discuss it. We just went through some very interesting questions that got lots and lots of lots of good information um target discussion topics. Ladies, what what did we learn? We went into this topic obviously kind of well-versed in being treated indifferently because of just who you are. All of us know a little something about that personally, but we went into this topic not knowing as much as we do now. What did, what did you learn? Give me something, just one thing that you um, retained from your research and from looking at this topic closely. Educate us, ladies. Uh, we will start with uh, Shelby, then go to Jordan, and then I will end. So, Shelby, give me something. What do you got?
1: I mean, obviously, I kind of already pulled out some statistics earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm still just flabbergasted.
0: By those numbers. By
1: just, by just the sheer numbers. And even though, like, having, like, these statistics screenshotted on my phone, and I have, sho- like, I have showed them to people – seeing the blatant proof in front of them, they still say racism isn't true. They still say it's not a real thing. Even having proof in their face. And I'm just so flabbergasted by people being I actually, so blinded and so ignorant to that.
0: I actually, um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of help you piggyback off of your uh, your statistics here because you, when you brought it up, I just kind of like wanted to browse it in front of me. I got some... Um, some graphs and charts from the business insider, which obviously everyone knows is a very, very reputable, um, publication and uh, web website. Um, and I'm looking at some of these charts and it's just like, wow. Like, um, like it says, uh, fatal police shootings per million by race. Deaths per million, right. From January, this is from January, 2015 to, um, uh, May 28, 2020 okay um so for per, per every million people um, four were other meaning the I guess this was the runoff ratio of all the races combined so four were other um 12 were white um 12 people out of a million since 2015 all right were killed that were white all right. um 22. Hispanic people were killed, fatal shot, fatal shooting by the police. Um, and this is all by race. Um, so 22 Hispanic people were shot since 2000, um, January 1st, 2015 to May 28th, 2020, um, 22 Hispanic men and 30 black men per million. So for every million black men there are in this country, 30 of them were shot since January first, two thousand. So you go to those numbers and you go from thirty to twelve, right? Or from thirty to twenty-two. That's more than twice. That's it's more like than twice the light. It's <laughs> like what <laughs> the fuck? Like I'm wow, and I'm just and I'm sorry to like uh, steal your thunder there a little bit, Shelby. I just had to throw that one little graph out there because it's like, is anyone seeing these numbers? Like, is anyone? Is there like any congressman that have access to this kind of information? Like that there's just this. Sliding scale of like death and carnage in our country that you know is kind of running rampant. Anyone care? Like
1: it, it's crazy because literally, like the information's out there that anyone. Like, can I see. literally
0: looked it up at the. This is the Business Insider I'm reading this out of.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: like you can literally find this information anywhere. Like I just I just put in racism statistics just to see what came up. And mm-hmm. first, like two. One of them was the Business Insider, so I clicked on it, and I'm like, wow. Like it's right here. Like it came right up. There's it's clear. It's in an orange and blue. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like the proof is there. It's, it's out weird. there, and people are just like, turning yeah, a blind it. eye to it.
0: But what do you think? What do you think, Shelby? Is there or, or in your research have you have you noticed that there has been? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We we obviously haven't even scratched the surface of like the civil rights movement or any of those things, which we mm. are going to get into. But um. Like, is there, do you see any pushback from these, like, and through your eyes, okay, here you are, like Mm -hmm. you said, you, you score on the ethnic scale, very, very Caucasian from your own. Very. Right. So (laughs) from your perspective, looking at this, being very Caucasian, are you like, how do you feel about that? Like that you can look at these numbers and you're like, how does it make you feel?
1: Like, I mean, it goes back to just the rage. And I'm like me, obviously, like I said, a very (laughs) very caucasian woman right i i am enraged and it's not even like my race and i'm like it doesn't even have to be your race to be enraged by what is going on in this country
0: so injustice will do that like Like, i think like
1: it's about time it's
0: not not, obviously injustice isn't racist
1: like (laughs) it's about time that the rest of this country starts getting enraged like the rest of us Mm. Like, w- we've tried it the nice, peaceful way. We've tried going about it all the right ways and still just nothing is getting done. And that's why it's starting to become into, like, more protest and that's why some people have turned to rioting. So, and that's... Me? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. And that's why it's started turning, like, more in your face and more public. And some people are just like, oh, well... Martin Luther King never started a riot and they, they keep sharing this one picture of Martin Luther King walking down the street and I'm like but five minutes after that picture was taken, a riot broke loose.
4: And so let's I not hit.
1: forget that not he was to mention, not to mention, uh, He was
0: murdered, murdered and shot. Exactly. Like, let's, let's, let's not leave that part out. He, like, he was mean, assassinated,
2: assassinated people. guy sent him letters trying to convince him to stop All of the protesting and all that.
1: Were trying to convince him to kill himself. So, like, and they they had like thrown bricks inside of his house. They had like threatened his wife and his children. Like, people don't realize. Like, yes, him himself was a peaceful man, but the world did not take it in a peaceful way. Mm. Like, they wanted to turn what he wanted to be obviously peaceful equality people wanted to turn it into violence and bigotry
0: and and that's the thing and um this is this is something that needs to be you know obviously put on the forefront of this like and again since we are talking about systematic racism um we're not talking about something and like, we're, we're not, we, uh, from what I, from what I'm hearing, I'm not hearing you guys saying oh, all white people or all police officers, or, I think that you're addressing the ignorance and the kind of, um, let's not learn anything than what we've already been taught. Let's not try to reach any further past what we already know.
1: And well, I mean, and that's I'm the super crazy like, thing, is like, even our school systems whitewash our history yeah, so much. Really yeah. Yeah they leave out so much things in our history. And so literally from a young age, they're pretty much teaching us to be racist. Like I come from a very small town in Ohio where I literally graduated with one African-American in over, in 300 students, I graduated with one black man. Oh, wow. Like, and it's just so crazy how like a lot of things that had been going on in this country, I did not learn until I was an adult. Mm. Like, so literally, like, these young kids, they don't know any better because their racist parents are teaching them, or, like, the racist school system, they're just whitewashing everything, and they're not teaching them to learn from our past mistakes. Well,
2: and Shelby, you're saying that you went to a pretty much only white school. Oh, yeah. that had kids from 90 different countries, okay, 90 different countries, I was, I was on your book, I'm, I'm well aware of the statistic, um, and even our school was pretty well whitewashed, I mean, I've learned that apparently I knew a lot more than a lot of the other people I know knew, but, apparently not a ton more because i mean there's so much that in like the last three months that i have learned that i had no idea even existed and i mean and that's even that's even going to a school that was so diverse so it's not just you know oh we're just we're just going to teach you know what pertains to the people that we're teaching because
0: that was definitely not the case at my school real quick i just want to interject um when i when i learned uh, my son was going to a private school when he was younger and um i i had told him i asked him you know was he learning anything or what he was learning for black history month and come to find out that um and it was a christian school to their credit um but they but come to find out they didn't have black history month um that they didn't want to (laughs) The excuse that the, the excuse I was given was that it, um, that they didn't want to differentiate the races by uh, you know have letting one race have its own month so they didn't want to do Black History Month at that school to you know make it fair like <laughs>
2: Which, okay that's fine as
0: long as you are integrating that knowledge throughout the whole year no this I was just not, during a month. Yeah, but, I was not know. okay. I was not okay with this. I went off. I went all the way off on everyone I could um, just because I didn't understand at first. And when you said that education is whitewashed, like, of course, I grew up learning certain things like Christopher Columbus was a great guy who discovered America oh, and, you know. Like, Columbus. But, I mean, like, these, these are things that I you're know, taught, you know what I mean? Columbus. Like, I mean, but these are things that you're taught that, you know, this was a, a hero who found this country and all this other stuff. And it's like, how 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 far out does that go? Like, we're sitting here talking about systematic racism, and here is one of the biggest edges of proof that this is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, how do you go from taking a story that was nothing like it didn't happen that way? And I get it; they don't want to talk about, um, you know, the the pillaging and raping and killing and all that stuff. We don't want to tell this to grade school kids. Okay, well, tell them another fucking story like tell them something that that doesn't that isn't indicative or or holds that at its core like tell them about like uh you know uh, uh some of the great indian chiefs that you know uh, fought to try to keep their land or, or 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 some of the brave things that you know some of the slaves had to do in order to be able to become free like talk about some of the things that are inspiring like though don't hold someone up who you know was 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 not a a good person you know what i mean like and i i don't understand how? So
2: I, oh. I brought up the Columbus thing a few times in, right. my, in my personal life, and I was informed that the reason why we focus on Columbus is because of, um, October is Italian Heritage Month. And that we are that because he was Italian, but that's why we celebrate
0: him. There's a he lot was, of better Italians because, than Christopher Columbus, exactly, I'm just saying. Exactly you know what I mean? What I let's like, there's let's there's let's so let's let's give there. Frank Sinatra the the a spotlight. You know what I mean? Like give him his own day. Like
2: I'm like, there are so many better Italians that we could be celebrating
0: than this monster. Like I just don't get it. And then and, and, but, and, and but I, I didn't think discover anything. Right. <laughs> but here's my thing and, and this and my point to that was Okay, here you have this figure who is automatically given this status and this thing. And, you know, all throughout knowledge in this country and history throughout this country, you're teaching people this. And it's because of his ethnicity, it's because of, you know, his race that you're giving him this, or because of his status as a person who, you know, of his color who came here and did what he did. Um, and it's like, you don't ever change or correct this. Like, okay, maybe we shouldn't tell this story. Maybe we could tell a different one or one that's a little more fair, a little more informed or a little more inclusive, you know? But it's like, that's just not being done. And that just sets at the, at the core of, this is a real thing. Like there are times where this country will not tell you the truth or the, this government or, you know, the, these systems will not be honest with you in order to save face. Like, it's just that simple. Like, and I know it's well, like, oh, it's not a big deal because we just don't want to tell them all the gory things that he did because they're children and they're not going to understand. Let them make that decision when they're older. Fine. But the truth of the matter is, but they this They is don't happening. have
2: the knowledge to know to look for it as they get
0: older if they don't have any frame of reference that he wasn't a great person. Or, or, Or a comparison or something, you know, that would lead to a little more inclusiveness and a little more togetherness. But it's like, that's just not the agenda. So... That's just really weird how that um, kind of falls apart. Um,
2: well, and even, even if, you know, the U.S. government does share something with us, I mean, okay, I, I came across this when I, I told somebody about the fact that um, the FBI, Hoover specifically, he, um, he basically ordered the FBI to prevent any quote-unquote,
4: black messiahs right.
2: from rising and uniting the
0: people. Okay, okay. so here's where me and your research kind of cross into each other, which is awesome, because I actually um, did a little extensive research on Cointelpro. And, um, yes, that's uh, where I'm
2: going with
0: right. Oh, yeah, Cointelpro no, no, I, as soon as you mentioned it, and I started. Fred, and Fred Hampton. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fred, Fred. Hampton, Medgar Evans, um, Martin so. Luther King. Malcolm X, these were all targets the Black Panther Party of Self-Defense these were all targets of this literal federal funded witch hunt to discredit if necessary kill, um, detain and and capture black and other ethnicities right
2: and the FBI getting broken into by I believe it was seven um, they were
0: activists we were just um, talking about this
2: in which three of them have come forward since you know, um, and
0: they found it by accident or something. Or something, what, but, um, when, when did we hold on now? Give me a sec because we were just talking about this. Where they were like, these guys broke into they were they They meant to do some vandalism or something. They were activists that but, broke into the oh, place, no, they were they were
2: they were um, they were activists for civil rights, they had been for years, right? And it was like, you know a physics professor and a statistics professor and three of three of the people are still um we don't have any clue who they are because they haven't come forward but they stole thousands upon thousands of documents from the fbi right and and sent copies of them to
0: newspapers all over the country hold on one second the only two newspapers that agreed to publish Jordan. the findings was the Washington Post so- on and one the second. New York Times. Jordan, hold on one second. We're getting the call. Uh-huh. Um, Thanks for calling in. You are um, our first call in for Amalda Files. Who am I speaking to? You are speaking with Patsy the Angry Nerd from oh. Throwdown Thursday. I know. <gasps> Patsy! <laughs> hey, Patsy. What's going on, brother? Oh, no. Ah, oh, pretty good pretty good. We were just in the middle. Jordan was just uh schooling us on um <laughs> we were actually in the middle of talking about um coin pro and we were um giving um a comparison from the government yeah being involved in sy- systemic racism. So that's what we're talking about at this moment. Um the topic is systemic racism in America. Is it a real thing? Does it exist? And some of the ways that it's been that we've been able to prove that it does and or doesn't. So just so you're caught up on where we are, but um, welcome Patsy. Thanks for calling in. Um, oh, of course. So do you want to weigh in real quick, or Jordan? Did you want to finish real quick? She was just talking about because it's funny. We were just talking about these um professors that broke into. Go ahead. Tell the story again.
2: Okay, so back in the '70s, um, there were a group of seven. And um, all of them that we are aware of were white, but they were all civil rights activists. And um, four of them have come, come forward in the last few years because of the statute of limitations being up. But they have broken into the FBI and stole <laughs> thousands upon thousands of documents and sent copies of them to newspapers all over the country. And newspapers all over denied, you know, they wouldn't publish the findings. Except for the Washington Post and the New York Times. And some of the findings included letters that were sent to um, Martin Luther King, basically trying to convince him to kill himself or to quit what he was doing. Um, Another one was talking about Hoover ordered the FBI to prevent um, any kind of quote-unquote black messiah from taking leadership and uniting the people. And this eventually led to um, Fred Hampton being murdered and all of that. But I brought up this um, topic on Facebook. on Somebody had asked about why the, um, the KKK was never infiltrated and why the Black Panther Party was. And I had brought up this topic, and a guy basically told me I was full of shit. <laughs> that, that I didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if somebody disagrees with me in like you know comments or whatever, I'll let it go. But if somebody is gonna specifically call me out, we're gonna discuss this until you either understand that I am right or until you prove me wrong. So we discuss this Right. <laughs> and I, I even found. I even found um, a copy in our uh, national archives, the U.S. National Archives. Okay, their official website. Where you would think that they would want to hide this kind of information, right? And I shared this link to this gentleman, and he told me that didn't prove shit. That I needed to provide him with copies of the actual documents for him to believe me.
0: So Patsy, real quick, what do you think about that? Like, and and when I when I say that, I mean just that ability to kind of, you know, choose to be blind to something even though there's like overwhelming evidence of it. Um, and it's like, especially with this topic, systemic racism in America, like that being the biggest hurdle. Like, here here's this situation where you have like, F- <laughs> like this isn't like. A note I, I I scribbled in class and passed to the person next to me. Like these are FBI files that were stolen from the FBI headquarters, you know, right there for anyone to read or or, or to have their hands on. And people are like, nope, the, still doesn't work US, for me.
2: That the U.S. National
0: Archives is confirming that, what that I'm that's their you paperwork, is right? How do you feel about that, Patsy? That. Do you think that that's something that is a, a a regular thing or or something that happens a lot in this country? Uh yes. It is absolutely an example
3: of cognitive dissonance where it's, you know, I'm only going to look at facts that reinforce my specific worldview, and if something else comes along and disrupts that, well, you're going to have to prove it to me. And then once you prove it to me, I'm going to say, well, that's not enough evidence, and I'm going to continually move the goalposts until, you know, I don't think these people who are you know arguing with jordan and telling her she's full of shit or wrong if they were standing there when it happened they wouldn't believe it like if they were able to time travel and watch the whole thing happen they still wouldn't believe it i'll give you an example of of something that is the perfect example for this for decades The Second Amendment activists have been like, oh, I have to have my guns in case the tyrannical government rises up and starts oppressing the citizens. That's what it's for. That's what the Second Amendment is for. But we see people being grabbed in Portland and thrown into unmarked vans by people who are not identifying themselves as any type of branch of the military or or law enforcement. They're being grabbed and thrown into vans. And I haven't heard anything. At all from from the uh, from the NRA people and the Second Amendment uh,
0: enthusiasts. I haven't heard anything about that. Wow. So there yeah. hasn't been much uprising. A uh, lot, lot of hand holding, huh? Yeah. It's more. Well, it sounds good to cling to this uh, this ideal or this belief, but the second that's challenged. Wow, well, you know, yeah, I didn't really
3: believe that. I'm not really going to take it mean, You I know, and You know, one of the best examples, like that example that Jordan gave for systemic racism is great. I'm actually uh, slightly familiar with that. It's either, it was either her that I saw posted it or someone else, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, here's one. Uh, when World War II rolled around, World War One and World War II, and we saw a bit of this if you watched the Watchmen series. Right. The U.S. government was like, hey, black folks, yeah, so we kind of need your assistance here. We need your help. Because, like, this dude is, like, really bad. Right. But like, Don't worry, we will totally make it up to you. <laughs> and then when everybody came back, there were all these programs put in place so that people could get Housing, like, super cheap, like, well below what the property was worth, like, thing was worth 50 grand. It's like, all right, we'll give it to you for 20. I mean, oh, uh, wait, what's your name? Oh, your name is, you know, Duke or Butch, and you have, uh, and you're white? Oh, yeah, yeah, you get this. Oh, you're a black guy who just came back from war? Well, we have this, this uh, housing, like, there's a whole bunch of them in, like, the inner city. Downtown, we call them projects. Like we're going <laughs> to continually work on them, and so all these white people that got these free houses—well, not free, but you know, for you know, you get a twenty-thousand-dollar house in 1950 that today is worth two hundred and fifty thousand, three hundred thousand plus, depending on where you are, right. depending on how much land you have. Well, I can pass that on to my kids. And then, you know, folks go for a loan. It's like, oh, can't your parents just buy you, like, 50 to 100 grand?
0: Like, isn't that how that works? (laughs) And, yeah, sometimes that is, depending on who you are, yeah. Martin Luther King put it so well. He said,
2: they're telling us to pull ourselves up by our bootstrap, but we don't even have boots. Mm. Mmm.
1: I love that quote.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Summation of what this country is, Uh, there's a great YouTube channel that I watch uh, called Some More News with Cody Johnston, who used to be with uh, Craft, both the magazine and the the YouTube channel. And he has continued to make these videos. And he did one that's about an hour and 20 minutes long, all about racism. And he was able to sum up, like, the past 400 years. Like, he does all these great metaphors because he's brilliant writer, and the, the folks that he works with are also very, very good because they came over with him. Um, he used Mario Kart as an analogy. And it was just perfect how he described it. Where it's like, oh, well you want, you know, we're gonna let the white guy go first. you can ha-
0: you can't leave the starting block for four hundred years. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: You must be lazy. Like there are like there are no laws, you know, and that's what people cite all the time. Oh, there are no laws that encourage racism. Like there's nothing in the 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 constitution that says black people can't be, you know, uh you know must be discriminated against or anything like that. Or white people must be raised above everyone else. But like there's subtlety in some of the laws. You know, it's like, uh, and we've been doing it forever in this country, uh, a term that you'll hear all the time, oh, I was grandfathered into that. The grandfather clause was uh, after the Civil War, when black folks were trying to get the right to vote, and so they put in the grandfather clause, as in, you can vote as long
0: as your grandfather voted. Oh, wow. And so that obviously eliminated all the freed
3: slaves. You know, the three-fifths compromise. Well, you know, we'll admit black people are people, but they're only
0: like 60% of a person. <laughs> <laughs> the Damn. Compromise. You know, and, and the reason, and I want, I want to be clear, the reason why I find this funny is because, and especially the way Patsy uh, is wording it, it's just because it's, it, if I had like a way to voice the mentality of the exact Root of the problem. It would sound just like what Patsy's saying. Like this. This is this is exactly like and these are the facts. This is the truth of what we're we're kind of faced with. And you know, it's just it's just to hear it that blatant and like this is this is what's happening every day. And it's just such a disheartening
3: thing. Like I. I it did official government documents. Like this was laws and and, and practices enacted across the country. Yep. Like, I don't understand it. Um, I'll give you a great example of something that happened uh, recently. I just read about this today. Uh This white girl, I think she was about 19, strolls into a Walmart, grabs a machete, strolls out. Doesn't pay for it, just grabs it, strolls out. Calls an Uber. Uber driver gets there. She gets into the back of the car and starts stabbing the man. Over and over and over, he tries to escape. She ends up uh, stabbing and slashing him until he's almost dead. Police arrive on the scene. He's able to identify her. Now, she's a 19-year-old white girl. They find her holding a machete covered in blood. Do they tase her? They know she's killed someone already. Do they pull out their guns and start firing because they're they're scared there's an imminent threat? They gently coax her from out behind the tree, like, come on, sweetheart, it's okay, everything will be all right. And they they get her, they put her into the car, and they drive away. Meanwhile, uh, you have 13-year-old Tamir Rice, who is playing on a playground. Someone says, I think that kid has a gun. The cop doesn't get out of his car, it says, drop the gun, bang. Leaning out of the window, shoots and kills the kid dead. He was not an imminent threat.
4: You know, this young white girl that we know murdered people.
3: Dylan Ruth is the same goddamn thing. Not only did they take him into custody peacefully after he murdered people, they took him to fucking Burger King. Right. He gave a bulletproof bed in case someone wanted to enact revenge. But hey, you sleeping in your bed? I'd better shoot 20 times into this room, and we hit you eight times. Right. Oh. Sorry, we already had the guy in custody an hour ago? Oh, my bad. But we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna uh, file felony charges for people who protest your brutal murder, Brianna. Taylor. Nobody's been brought to, to, to justice for that. But the people who sit outside the uh, the prosecutor's office, the district attorney's uh home, they sat in his yard. They were charged with felonies, but the people
0: who burst into her home and murdered her they're walking free. Well, that's what happens, Patsy, when you're only 3.5 of a person. Yeah. Well, i yeah. not to mention yeah. the uh, Brianna Taylor
2: thing. I mean, it wasn't even like the guy lived in the same apartment building. It's not like he lived in the apartment next door and they just accidentally broke
0: down the wrong door. I don't no, care. I don't care, was was I, don't care like I don't care if he was yeah, there. I don't care if he was there was and he was armed. I don't care if he was there and he was armed. You don't fire into an apartment building where you know there are innocent civilians. Like, it's just, because, come on. Like, wait for the guy to come out. Catch him going to Seven Eleven. Eventually, he's going to come out of the place. You just don't do that. Not to mention, no-knock you know, warrant. Yeah, they already had him. You said they already had him in custody. Yeah, they did have him in custody.
2: But the guy in his apartment was, like, ten blocks away. So it wasn't even like the guy lived in the same building as her. Wow!
3: Wasn't
2: even like the same as they just, code. they just like randomly picked some some random and broke in and then shot the people. And, and you
0: know what? And I think and this goes charge, back to and
2: charge her boyfriend with
0: murder. And here's the and, and I think this kind of goes back to like, um, uh, we kind of um had this question earlier. It was uh, basically, uh, are the police the problem, and what can we do to fix it? And it's just like, who is training these people? Who is teaching them? that the correct tactic for subduing one criminal you have an entire team of trained police officers with weapons you're after one guy one guy not like a platoon of like terrorists you're after one guy and in an american city who's like who's the guy who says it's okay to just kick the door in and start shooting at people like that's the guy i want don't get me wrong Exactly who is it, it Patty?
2: That's exactly there what is, they did when they killed Fred
0: Hampton. Hold on one yep. second. There is a, a guy, and I'm I'm
3: totally losing the the, the, the name of the man, but uh, he was featured on um, on a John Oliver uh, show, one of the last week tonight uh, episodes, and he teaches cops. Cops are trained that they are warriors. They are combat. Everything that they go into is a war situation. But everybody's a threat. Everybody's scary. You, if you train someone that everything that they encounter is a threat and everything that they do is, is a, a war situation, what do you think is going to happen? When you're putting cops – and this is where the whole defund the police thing comes in. You know, a cop should not go out for an animal call. A cop should not be trying to round up a stray dog. A cop should not be responding to someone who is off their medication. You know, and I'm I'm sure people have seen that meme that's going around where it's like the two cops kind of laughing and they're like, oh, let's see that social worker trying to wrangle that, you know, six foot five naked guy who's running around and he's off his own, he's off his med. Right. yeah, (laughs) that's what these folks do every day. Right. And they don't, they're not going in there like, oh, I'm threatened. He's going to murder me. I'd better shoot him six times. They're going into this. I'm, they're not trained to de-escalate. These police aren't trained to de-escalate. They're trained. Everyone is a threat. You are a warrior. And if you're a warrior and everyone's a threat, what are you going to do? You're not going to be like, okay, let's calm down. Let's relax. It's I have a weapon.
0: I'm going to use it because I have a warrior and everyone's a threat. That's such a. Well, not to mention, there are
2: steps that can be taken before you resort to shooting somebody. I mean, at the at the very least, you could, you know, taser or pepper spray somebody before you decide to shoot them.
0: But even then, and that's we not kind of me that. Well, so now you guys are just starting to make sense. I mean, God forbid that's you should not even, do that.
1: How dare we make sense? Right. Let's
0: start doing that. <laughs> okay, all right. but, but um, and 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 again, um, obviously when we're talking in general about how this works. And you, 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 you try to, it's the hopelessness of trying to enact and change, or what can we do? Let's have a protest, let's have a march, let's do a sit-in, let's flip some cars over. It's like, these things are not changing because I believe wholeheartedly that the problem in and of itself is fundamental. And I believe this, the solution is just as fundamental. Like, and I'm, I, I gotta, Shelby, I gotta steal this from you just one more time. Um, how she kind of said earlier that, um, you know, the police are, oh, oh, we're getting another call. Hold on one second. Sure. Um, you are on with the Amalgam files. Um, who may ask is calling? This is Taryn Barber. Oh, the Madam President. Everybody. Everybody, everybody, act normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everyone, be on your best behavior.
0: Right. Um, okay. So, I was just about to say that, um, and we're again, the topic is systemic racism in America. Um, I was just about to say that Shelby kind of hit the nail right on the head when she said, um, you know, the police, unfortunately, are sworn into a bastardized system and it makes them bastards by just being in and just by being a part of. And I feel like that is the crux of it all. I feel like one march, one one protest, uh one person standing up on a bus, those things, as monumental as they are and have been, I think that the time for those things have passed and that if things don't change on a fundamental level, things will not fundamentally change. They just won't. And and I'm hearing and the way just, and Patsy, thank you so much for calling because just the um, obviously satirical, but again, informative way that you're, you're, you're saying these things is like, that's the, that's the shock that we need. It's like, this is how these things are seriously looked at. Like it, like it's, and it's scary. It's scary to think like this is the way that you know these things are going down and how they're being implemented and how this trainings happened and that we're kind of just adding these more bodies into this uh this this system that's like geared for you to treat everyone as a threat and kill first without trying to de-escalate and like these are the people that are riding around right now in your neighborhood with weapons sworn to protect you not all of them but the majority like this is happening a lot more so often than not so It's just like, I just wanted to kind of bring that to the surface a little bit and just kind of give us something to chew on real quick. Um, So, Madam President, we're glad you called. Did you have something you want to weigh in? I was trying to think about
4: how it is that some people say that it does not exist or as um, Dwight Thomas Jr. was one of the people who commented and said that there are people who say that racism didn't start until Obama. And um, I believe that racism is a a product of self-centeredness um, self, a, a sense of a self, sense of grandeur, thinking you're better than other people, and also an extreme lack of empathy. And I say that because it's a matter of perception. So if you can look at, for example, Rodney King being beaten by police officers, um, and say something like, "Well, he must have deserved it," or we don't have the full context, or there must have been something else that happened, you're elevating your own perception. You're saying, essentially. That because I don't see this the way other people do, they must be wrong. So you're refusing to accept that anybody else's perception could be correct. And you're also relying on generalization and a sense of self importance. And that's where that whole argument of, well, they deserved it, comes into place. Um, Or another argument I've heard is, if you just do what the police say, you will not have problems. Um, But then Brianna Taylor was asleep. So it it wasn't even an issue of, of following authority. So we have these instances where people, and we see it often, people who don't want to believe something will not believe it regardless of how much. Yeah, it
0: we is. were just actually talking about that right before you called. That's what Patsy kind of chimed in on as soon as we were uh, a couple minutes ago. Just that people refuse to see things.
4: Exactly. Yes, exactly. And then there's also an element of dehumanization involved because. If you say something like, that person's a criminal, or that person's um, not intelligent, or that whole race of people is lesser than I am, um, it's okay that this thing happens to them because they're not important as I am. So when that's done to an entire race of people, um, it's not noticed when things happen to those people that are oppressive because... They're lesser, or they deserve it. And I think what changed recently is that perception that the majority of Americans were able to look at George Floyd dying on the street and saying that is a human being, and that human being doesn't deserve to die like
0: that. Wow! Um, wow! Like, to, can I? Can I? Can I, as I as just real quick? I want to. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have to. I just want us to sit with that for a second. You know, just that contrast. That you know, and, and this, this happens so much in the media and with the news and everything, you know, sometimes we can become desensitized and see things and not really, you know, be sensitive to them as, as we would as, you know, if they were closer to home and it's just that parallel, like, yeah, he he is definitely a human being and he should not have had to die like that. And it's just like, wow. Like I I'm, I'm just like kind of taken aback by that imagery that, um, and I'm glad people are seeing it. I'm glad people are having that that point of view because it's definitely time. <laughs> it's been time, but right. it's awesome that that has happened. So thank you for saying that part of it. I'm sorry to interrupt.
4: Right, no, it's okay. I was just gonna point out the contrast. If you look at the civil rights protests um, and there were images on the news people being hit with fire hoses. Um, if, you, if you ever look up lynching photography like this was a thing black people would be lynched um pictures would be taken um and the white people would take their kids and they would have picnics and then they would put these on postcards and send them out and the difference is that you look at that image and say well they're savages um or another time I heard was there they're roaches um they are infesting this country they're unintelligent they deserve it Etc. So basically dehumanizing an entire race of people to justify what was happening to them. And something about the George Floyd murder switched it. And I'm not saying that it, it was a complete turnaround. like Nothing happened in between those two events. Um,
0: but there was something more galvanizing was, about this imagery is what you're saying.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Something about it hit people um, in a way that I don't think it has in a very long time. Mm. I think it's people are like, oh finally.
3: Uh, sorry, uh, I was gonna say I think it's people are finally seeing the audacity of some of these police. Where it's like, you know, everyone has a camera, you know, everyone is filming you, and you still stood there with your hands in your pocket, kneeling on this man's neck for eight minutes and forty-six seconds. Right,
4: and it Nobody- makes the question: Why would they do that? Why would they do that, knowing? And it's because they weren't expecting any consequences. Because up until that point, the man, was, like he was the only one, was a common enemy. These people are savages. These people are less. Nobody's going to complain if we're killing black people.
3: And it's the language that's used uh, to describe people. Notice whenever there is a, uh, a shooting, if it's a white guy, he was a, a loner and he was. You know, uh, just a lone wolf, you know, and he was poor, you know, uh, poor kid who, you know, he had nobody. But if it's someone with a slightly darker skin tone, suddenly, oh, this, you know, career criminal, this thug, this
0: a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but Patsy Span reminds me of, I've seen a bunch of things where it's like comparing Brock Turner with George Floyd. And people look at George Floyd and they're like, oh, well, he did all of these crimes beforehand. And it's like, well, that's not an excuse for the man to have died. Right. But then you have Brock Turner, who was, you know, caught in the act of raping an unconscious woman, had witnesses, and he served six months in, well, no, actually, he was uh, given six months, but only actually served three months in prison because it would ruin his life. life.
3: Wow.
2: And it's like, how about he ruin the woman's wife who, who he was <laughs> Wow. He's, he's, he's caught in the act of actually committing a crime, and people were like, we more sympathetic to his plight than this man who is literally being murdered over
0: $20. Okay, hold on, R- real quick. I think I just came up with a really, really good question for everyone. I want everyone to take a stab at answering this question. Um, that I think is going to really help bring this point home. Um, Seeing this, I mean, all of us have a different perspective. We've all had a chance to kind of say how we, you know, feel about this, what we are, what information we are receiving and how that information is being translated. If I was to ask you all personally, now that you have this information, what are you going, what is the next thing you're going to specifically, personally do with it. You. What are you going to do with this information now that you have it? Um, These things happening is one thing. Us having the voices that we have is another. But knowing this information, what are you going to do for the people that you know? Because some of us, you know, come across people in our walks and and in our lives. And, you know, we, we see that they may not be looking at things in a healthy way or in a right way or whatever. Or maybe, you know, some of the things that they're saying I don't think that that's going to sit the same going forward for this country. And for certain people, I think that there's going to be a lot more like, Hey, no, that's, that's a fucked up thing to say. That's a fucked up thing to do. And you shouldn't be thinking or doing that thing where before it would kind of get glazed over, um, the same, that same galvanizing imagery that kind of makes you remind you that this is a human being, and this could be you and how, you know, it could very well be you that's discriminated against for some reason, or like, well, you know, Patsy doesn't have, uh, you know, blonde hair. So, you know, we need a guy with blonde hair to be able to get into this position that you know he's applying for. But because he doesn't have blonde hair, we're not going to let him in. Um, you know, how does how, how what are you guys going to do with this information now that you have? It? You know that all of these things are happening. What's the next thing? What is, what is it? And these are just suggestions, maybe, and or what you think should be done is will will apply as well. But I'm going to start with Patsy, and then I'm going to go to Taryn, then we're going to go to Shelby, then we're going to go to Jordan. Um. You have this information. We have this platform. We, we know what's going on. What are you specifically going to do about Or what would you like to be done about it?
3: Well, I can tell you that in the last few years, I have uh, tried to educate myself more. Because I uh, being a white guy in the Northeast. Like, you know, this isn't something that I deal with on a daily basis. Um. You know, that's part of white privilege. Like, I can drive down the street, I can get pulled over and not worry that it's going to be my last day. I can, you know, go outside in a hoodie at night and not worry that someone's going to kill me. Um, But I remember thinking when I saw the Eric Garner video, you know, the thing I thought is the same thing everybody thinks that, you uh, you know, that we're kind of hammering at is, like, well, you know, I don't know the whole story. You know, he should have just complied, this and that. Because I never experienced anything. Like, I wasn't familiar with how uh, how systemic the, the brutality of uh, police against black people was.
0: So what I'm hearing is education.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to be a better ally for people. You know, I've reached out to folks and, and asked them, like, hey...
0: What can I do? How can I help? What is it that I can contribute that you know will 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 help folks? Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Taryn? Okay. Um
4: I, I'm gonna address that question in two parts because the first part of it is what what am I doing specifically? And um it's it, part of it is just my being. Like, I mean, being who I am um, because I, I tried to explain to somebody recently that there was never a point in my life when like my parents or somebody sat down and said to me, you are black and therefore these things will happen. Like it was just always ingrained. And um, I've always been hyper aware of stereotypes about black people and black women. And I've always tried to, to not feed into those stereotypes. So I think in some instances showing people um, the example that we're not all ignorant that we're not all criminals, um, that we're not lazy, um, has something to do with it. Because talking to people, a lot of the times, doesn't work if they see this person, and they see, oh, this is, this is not what I was expecting. Um, I think that that can cause change. Part of it also has to do with, um, with my job and what I'm doing, um, with my students who are stereotyped horribly and marginalized, and explain to them that you are a person and you do better, um, and this is how the world sees you. And this is how you combat that. And in terms of um, what I would encourage other people to do, I would say encourage empathy. Um, One of the most powerful pictures that I saw recently was, it was this pregnant white woman. And she was holding a sign that said, if my son went out to get skittles and got murdered, if my son was selling cigarettes and got murdered, if my son um, was accused of spending a counterfeit 20 and got murdered, I would be tearing this country apart too. So getting people to think about what if this was your son or your father, or your uncle? You know, how would you feel then to try to get them away from the whole, well, they must have deserved it angle? What if this was somebody you know? Um, what would you do then? And also just having dialogues, discussions with people, not arguments, um, not even trying to persuade anybody to, to think differently or feel the way that you feel, but just to try to get them to explain why they think what they think, and I used to do this all the time. And I would hear arguments like, well, um, before slavery in America, black people, both slaves in Africa. And I noticed that there's always resorting to something else other than the actual subject. So if you just keep bringing it back to the present discussion and what you're actually talking about, people find it hard to defend themselves. So encouraging empathy, having open dialogue, um, not um, antagonizing people because that doesn't work.
0: No, but make them take a little responsibility. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but that's different than antagonizing them.
0: Right. Um,
4: so, um,
0: encouraging I mean, you think, think this the way. way. There's got to be a reason why you think this way, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. As opposed to saying you think this way, therefore you're evil. Exactly. You know, or, or you're the villain. Okay. So, but yes, encouraging that responsibility
4: and empathy. Um, and trying to get people to be metacognitive to try to figure out why they think the way they think.
1: Okay. Shelby? So there, there was a term you had used earlier, Ian, that I just kind of wanted to reiterate on, it, and it's just human beings. Right. So originally, Being
0: yourself, doesn't it have like a different meaning now that we're kind of talking about this topic? Like when you say it to yourself, does it kind of give it, like hits you a little different, doesn't it?
1: So originally, the human race, we all started off with black skin. We all started off with dark pigmented skin because we all were along the equator. Right. And it was because humans started migrating a- farther away from the equator and interbreeding that that is how white skin was developed. Okay. It wasn't because like people were born with white skin. It was because they migrated farther away from the equator. So race is more of a societal idea. It's not a biological trait. So we need to stop treating each other like different forms of species and just started start treating each other as human beings Mm. because we all started off with the same roots and we all started off with the same DNA. Like we are all the same and we need to stop, stop treating each other like we're aliens or like something other than.
0: So what I hear you saying is that the only differences we have are the ones we choose to have.
1: Exactly. Society is pretty much putting in racial stereotypes and, like different things that obviously now is being picked up more and more as generations go. Okay. But in all reality, white skin was not supposed to be a thing. That was something from migration and interbreeding. Kind
0: of One of those cosmic flukes that happen along evolution and people.
1: Exactly. So technically, white people are the abnormality. So I don't know why they are treating black people <laughs> like they example? are the abnormality. What white people are technically the abnormality. We were not supposed to exist.
0: <laughs> Pat you say that again? I, was say, uh, I would say white people are a uh,
3: genetic abnormality. Like it's a disadvantage. Like, oh, I can't go out in the sun for three minutes or I'll
1: get roasted. Look how we're <laughs>
3: <people>. exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, yeah, yeah, you're the superior race. You look like a goddamn lobster. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Chime in on that, one? Oh,
4: please do. Because it kind of combines um, what Shelly said and, and what Ian said regarding the difference of skin color. I think one of the reasons why, that, that, why so much attention is being paid to those differences is because it allows people to absolve themselves of any responsibility. Um, so if I can say this group of people is lesser, then I won't feel bad about killing them. You know, I won't feel bad about this genocide. They deserve to die because they're not me.
1: exactly they're almost essentially dehumanizing them in a sense
4: and Ian talks about responsibility the way to combat that is for people to take responsibility for their actions if you can say this person um, is like you said a human being and I should not kill them it it would cause people to have to look at themselves really closely which is really uncomfortable and most people don't want to do it because it is so uncomfortable it's easier to villainize somebody else than it is to change yourself
0: mm-hmm All right, Jordan, you have this information. What are you gonna do with it?
2: Well, I mean, I've already had some of it, you know, to begin with, because my parents are an interracial couple, Um, and I have, and I, I, for you know, all intents and purposes, I, I am a blonde white woman a lot of people that are racist they look at me and they're like oh well she's a safe person to view my racist um thoughts with
0: well yeah right because you fit the bill right
2: and I so I've heard quite a few things like I had one gentleman uh who was a customer of mine who he flat out said that um what is wrong with this country is interracial couples. That that is the sole reason that this country is going down the
0: tubes. (laughs) Uh, Wow.
2: And and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he he just, you know, keeps going on about, you know, that's what's wrong with this country, is that we, we let, you know, different races mix and marry and... This, that, and the
0: other thing, and that's what the, the problem country. is. Yes, that—that is—that
2: is why this country is going down the you, oh, Of, course, of uh, course. no, no other reason. No. no, no, no. None, no. Of
0: the, none of the other crap no, of that we to deal
2: with. No, of course not. And at this point in time, I had a desk, and I kept a picture of my parents on my desk. And the picture was, was pointed away from my customers, but pointed towards me. And I picked up my picture and turned it around. And I was like, gee, you really think so? Because I think my parents are adorable, and they have more grace and love than almost any other couple I've ever met. So I'm not really sure what you're talking about. And he clammed up real quick. I bet he did and
0: was in a, a real fire hurry to get out of there. I bet he was. That, that, that embarrassment probably. And and that's, and, and I think that we need more of that. It's, that's a good thing that he got a, a dose of that. That embarrassment or just being put on the spot like that sometimes, you know, it makes you realize it's not the end of the world and you could be wrong about some things. And hopefully in a healthy mindset, that's exactly what will happen. Um, and so, so I think for
2: me, it's more, you know, calling people out on on Crap and and educating people and educating myself because, as we've already established, there's so much that has been whitewashed that I don't know about that I'm just now learning about. Mm. And I think that's important for me to learn about so that I can teach my child about this when she's old enough because she's going to go to a school that's going to whitewash her education as well.
0: Mm. Okay. So, all right, for me, um, I feel like I'm doing it. I feel like, um, this podcast, the, uh, uh, the, the chance to be able to interact with other people, um, accepting those people for who they are and networking the way that we do and not being afraid to, to talk about these topics, um, and have a platform so other people can listen. Um, that's huge. It's huge because it gives again, that ability, that, you know who knows what this will spark who knows who will listen or, or who will whose mind will change or or, or what what conversation this will start that might change something else and that's what it's about for me is just doing what little you can do to you know p- oppose these questions in the first place and um put these things out there on front street and kind of get them answered and, and find out what's going on and i think that that will slowly change things i think that eventually like you guys said, eventually you'll just see, you know, a human being across from you and not a black man or a white man or a Chinese man. You know, you'll, you'll just see another human being before they're anything else. And I think that will happen with time as long as we can do that, accept each other a little bit better and, you know, give ourselves a platform, a way to discuss, you know, and I get it um you know to my people you know um to my african-american and ethnic people out there um i get the i get the rage i get the anger i understand it more so than anybody else probably could but at the same time you got to leave room as well you've got to leave room to hear to listen to bridge those gaps There's, there's a time for anger and there's a time for doing something to make sure that, you know, that anger doesn't have to be passed on to, you know, your children and their children's children. Um, so it's not just a one-sided thing. You know, I know that there are times when I'm, you know, as a black man and in a situation, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing you have to say about it because I feel like it's just, a, it's an injustice, it's wrong. And uh, until it's remedied, I, I, I'm fine being as angry as I am. And that's not true because that too can block a, a bridge, a, a way to to get somebody to understand. You might not hear something or might might miss something or you know might misunderstand something. Um so be willing to accept that bridge as much as we're looking for one to be built in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And um I want that to go both ways. I just want, you know, everyone to kind of keep that in mind. That if you're uh, you know willing to be susceptible to listening to have a conversation and to have some kind of adverse idea than what you already know. Um, a lot of beautiful things can happen. Um, I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight and, um, you guys for calling in, um, Taryn and Patsy, thanks for calling in and listening in and having, you know, a bit of a conversation with us. Um, we're going to wrap the show up and, um, talk about the next topic. So I just wanted to uh, say good night to you guys and, um, give you guys a chance to say good night to the rest of the audience. A pleasure. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys have a good rest of your night, and then um, we'll close the show. Huh? I said thanks for having us. Oh, no, absolutely, Patsy. All right, you guys have a good night. We'll talk to you guys, soon. Okay. All right. Good night. Bye. Always a pleasure to get calls at call-ins. Um, and I guess that's a good note for us to kind of – wrap this up ladies um as always thanks for the journey thanks for um coming along with me on this i feel like we have so much good information and i feel like this i'm hoping that this show um when it airs uh will change some minds and give a platform for people to discuss these things um please don't forget about the giveaway Um, simply let us know you listen to the show in the comments and let us know what you think about the topic and you can be chosen to win a Mulder and Scully action figure, um, the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass' book, and the Hate You Give book. Um, Any um, final thoughts, ladies, or did you guys want to um, talk about the next show topic? We also still need
2: to do the
3: poll.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, thank you, Jordan. You're like...
3: We, we always forget. I, oh, no, I
0: know. Not we. You no, know, Shelby, I appreciate you. I love uh, you for taking the blame. Uh, with me. But it's not we. Uh, it's me. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who always misses the poll. It's my fault. Um, so I'm gonna. Pull like, it up. There are a few things that I keep in mind every show to
1: remember, and one is the poll, and the other is, are we recording?
0: Right. No, okay. I appreciate.
1: It. <laughs> I, I'm glad Jordan is here because I completely forgot his well. Yeah, word. no. Yeah,
0: Jordan <laughs> is, is excellent when it comes to that. Thank you so much for um, keeping us on point here. Um, question: To what extent does racism exist in present-day America? Racism is very prominent, um, the, the, the uh, slots where racism is very prominent in America, um, it doesn't exist at all, racism is a myth, and racism still exists, but it's not the major, the major problem. Um, we actually had one vote for both. We actually had one vote that racism doesn't exist at all, and we actually had one vote that um, it exists, but it's not the major problem. So out of a hundred, yeah. So out of 105, 105, out of 105 votes, two went to, and one went to, it doesn't exist at all. Racism is a myth. And one went to racism still exists, but it's not the major problem. So.
1: Well, damn.
0: <laughs> wow. Like
1: you usually were, we're pretty like half and half on a lot of things. Yeah. No, But this, this one is, was definitely
0: one. Yeah, lopsided, but, um, and it just goes to prove our point, And, or, um, help us come to a close with the notes that we have, and I wish I would have had a chance to read some of these um, comments in here. As a matter of fact, I think that um, as a as an added treat, I'm gonna actually read the comments um, myself on a separate recording and attach it to the podcast, just because I got... <laughs> some of them are some so some awesome. Of
2: the
4: comments were or uh,
0: <laughs> <they were actually, laughs> I've got to go back and revisit these comments. So anyone who commented on our poll. Um, be listening out because you're probably going to have your own little short podcast just for you guys that I'm going to read your comments. So, um, thank also, you. There
2: were also some people that commented that were like, ready
0: to throw down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the, that's why I think I'm going to make it its own thing because it's going to get a little involved. As a matter of fact, when I do, I'll make sure I invite both of <laughs> you ladies so you can Come join in the mayhem for that. Uh, but I, we're mean, gonna, I I believe I believe Jake Dolan had to actually go on and be like,
2: "Now listen, y'all, you need to be."
0: Yeah, who is who is nice. head of security? Yeah, he's um actually head of head of our security and HR department. And yeah, I heard that he kind of made an appearance, which he never does. We call him Heimdall, um, because he's like he sees everything and knows everything, but he's like in his perch, and he he, he actually came into the comments. and was like, hold up now." And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I said, Y'all chill out. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of awesome that um, you know, that we had so many comments. So please be listening out. We're gonna actually have the comments in a separate recording and I'll make sure that the ladies are with me when we go over those. Um Yeah, so that's our poll. Um final thoughts for me. Just let's try to be excellent. Like Bill and Ted said to one another, let's just be excellent or try to. Um There's no need for people to be dying in the street or being hurt. Um, You know, just try to be excellent to each other and and try to stay educated. Do something, you know, to change your mind if if, if it hasn't been already. Um, Ladies, did you have anything? Um, I I actually, I saw I I don't know if
2: it was necessarily a quote, but I actually used it in a drawing that I did. And it basically just says, Humankind, be both, mm. and, I, and, I, and I like that. Um, I mean, we're all we're all humans, no matter what color, gender, sexual orientation, whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're always nice
3: humans to each other. And I think we need a little bit more of that in the world.
0: Okay, I'm with that, Shelby.
1: People just need to stop being ignorant and turning a blind side to what's going on around us and just start being more open-minded and it's okay it's okay to be wrong it's okay for your values and stuff to be questioned and challenged i mean that's that's the great thing about society is that our opinions can change our values can change change is what is going to like fix what is going on in this world if we're not open to change nothing's going like nothing's going to happen it's just things are going to stay the same
2: and just because just because you know your your parents or your grandparents or whoever thinks something and believes that doesn't necessarily mean you have to believe the same things very exactly Uh, I mean, so many people I've heard that are like, you know, oh, well, this is what my mom told me, and it's like, okay, but did you do your own research? Because maybe your mom was misinformed. Maybe she's 100% right, and I'm wrong, and I need you to inform me. So, you know, I'm always, I'm always for research, so.
0: Of course you are. (laughs) You're the Encyclopedia Britannica of a She
1: She's the research guru. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, our next topic, um, I believe, is going to be serial killers. More specifically, um, the type of diagnosis in some of those serial killers. Are these defenses? Are these... Um, Uh, things real you know are uh, you know schizophrenic is schizophrenia a reason for a person you know to commit mass murder or to hurt someone or something of that nature um you know we're going to be delving into that topic we're going to be bringing up some famous serial killers so um stay tuned if you are a serial killer enthusiast might want to be around for oh we do <laughs> <laughs> um we, so
2: we love from true crime oh yeah
0: yeah so i'm sure this one's gonna be a pretty lit episode so please um tune in for that and um you guys be awesome to one another and have a good time until we see you guys on the next episode